Five. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Till Five. My name is Steph and I am joined as always by my lovely co-host Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hello. How's it going? Not bad. It's summer now. Officially. It's it's nice, yes. Sorry, we're talking about the weather. Oh my god, it's two seconds in and we're talking about the weather. Quickly move on. What is this? This is a video game podcast and all we do is talk <laughs> about the bloody weather. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I've been really fucking busy and I think, you know, you have too. There's a lot there's a lot been going on and so we apologize for the fact that we I mean, we're always like non existent on social media now. That is that is a fact. Um mm. but we haven't been getting very much shit done lately. We haven't. We've made many plans and many promises to all of you for a while and then we've just not done any of it. So no. we can only apologize. We even just missed an episode last week. Did we? Well, we were supposed to do release this episode last week. No, we were supposed to record it last week. No, we were it's supposed still gonna... to release it last week. Really? I yeah. don't know. I think you're lying. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to check this after this episode comes out. But it's so, I'm, I'm very... I always fact-checked. I'm very sorry. I'm sorry if we just missed an episode. I mean, um, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the world has opened up again. We're allowed to go outside and be social. And the weather is nice. It's hard to We've like... We've gotten carried away. We've gotten super carried away. We've gotten drunk a lot. And, you know, with people, with human mm. beings. And we're realising what hangovers are. We shared a hangover not long ago. And mm. it was a wild, a wild morning. Um, we watched The Labyrinth. And I watched I watched a lot of a, a show called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. If you know what it is, you're probably wondering why the fuck I watched that when I was hungover. Yeah. We, had, we had lots of nice foods. We're getting proper carried away, guys. We're, we we're progressing. We've been given a little bit of freedom and my God, have we abused it. We're like, like 16 again. <laughs> we really are. Listening to emo music again, it's great fun. I know. Anyway, good. sorry, how are you? That was all That was all me. Oh, yeah, fine. Fine. As you've described, um, there's just been a lot going on, you know? Lots of things and stuff and yeah. we've been allowed out and I'm enjoying sun things uh, and stuff things and stuff i think is the best way i can describe anything that's going on yeah that's it's cool. good things and stuff mm. um we don't have any news other than the fact that we will be hopefully doing merch things soon <laughs> hopefully maybe who knows watch this space we're very sorry no 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 news from us yeah. but today is is a is a good episode because the reason why I think I wanted to do today's episode, which is top five zombie games, is because um, Resident Evil Village came out not long ago, and we're riding on that bandwagon to talk about <laughs> zombies today. We're not. We we can't claim to be riding on the bandwagon of a game that's been out. I'm pretty sure at this point, three months. <laughs> it's not been three months. That's such. A I'm googling when it came it's been out. A month. It's been a month. It's not a month. It's it's, it's longer. <laughs> Time is going too fast. It was released in April. <laughs> April what though? Like late April, April yeah. Like 18th or something. <laughs> oh fucking hell. Look, I've only just got it, alright? So we're riding on the bandwagon of my hype. <laughs> the world resolves around me. We're purely <laughs> just on your streaming schedule at this point. 
Yeah, I'm the main character in my life. <laughs> oh Jesus! It came out a, a few months ago, right? I still was. I still. I, I don't know. <laughs> Chaos. That's what happens. You're crying, and we're only like five minutes in. I know. I did actually think of a good reason why we'd be doing this, and I and it wasn't just because you've been playing it. There was another reason. I've forgotten it now. I'm pretty sure this was the only reason. It's just you. Yeah, that's fair. It's just you. I think it's because we came up with that idea around the time it did come out and we just delayed it. Yeah, I think that was the point. We were going to release this when the game came out and then we just didn't. Then we just came up with another idea instead and went with that. Yeah. And less anyway. bandwork in one. <laughs> let's, um, let's get into it. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? Oh, a three-headed monkey! Oh! Let's go! Alright, I believe it's your turn to go first this week. Okay, you're probably right. Um, we might have crossovers this week. It's probably going to happen there's only so many zombie games um if we do this zombie is going to come out of the cupboard oh sorry he's not a zombie yet he might be at this point we've kept him in that cupboard a really long time and not <laughs> that's, him. that's true um yeah so the zombie will come out and make that noise if it's if a zombie in a game made the noise of beetle i'd be very impressed <sighs> you've given me a great idea for making a game to it. Replace all the, the sound <laughs> files with beetle noises. It's going to be a great time. All right. I'm ready all right. for my number five. So my number five is going to be a controversial one, I think, because I think not, not a lot of people liked this game, but mm -hmm. I'm putting it in there because it's not one I think I've ever really spoken about before, and I quite enjoyed it, which is Dead Island. Oh, yeah. Um, Dead Island is a 2011 survival horror action role-playing video game developed by Techland and the publisher Deep Silver. Uh, obviously it came out a little while ago, but, you know, it was one of those ones that at the time I still didn't really feel like we had that many zombie games. Um, at least not like this. So it takes place in July 2006 on the island of Banoi, which is like a lush tropical resort destination located off the east coast of Papua New Guinea. And it, a lot of people at the time, I think, were a little bit like, put off by the fact that it was set in a holiday resort so everyone was like naked like all the zombies are like in bikinis and swim swimwear you know the zombies are are, are looking good <laughs> beach ready it's yeah, they're uh, beach ready. hot hot girl summer for the which is which is not what you kind of think when you think of like a zombie game or anything like that you don't tend to think of it in like a amazing like beach resort and i i liked that contrast i thought that was a really cool contrast mm. um a lot of it though the art because it's set on the island a lot of it is actually like jungle so the game obviously delves from sort of going across like the resort but then also to like the jungle side i think there's like quite a few different like environments that you that you can go through but the game mm. kind of starts after apparently a very high profile party you can pick out of the four playable main characters known as like the survivors which are rapper Sam b uh hotel receptionist and spy for the chinese government zhang mei 
Um, for some reason, like rapper, the rapper Sambi doesn't have a good description. He's just rapper Sambi. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, then Jan. And then we have fo- former football star Logan Carter and ex-police officer Perna. They're all awakened by a voice over the emergency intercom system directing them to evacuate the hotel. And it's kind of cool because you're like running out of the hotel, like what the fuck is happening? That's not what you need when you're hungover is to wake up for your hotel to be taken over by zombies. But hey oh, ho, no. that's, that's the beginning of the game. They discover they discover obviously that you know everyone's a zombie now and there's a plague and it's all turning everyone into psychopathic flesh eating zombies. And uh then they get rescued by a lifeguard called John Sidamoy, and uh things ensue from there. But one of the things I liked about it, other than like the weird contrast of like the holiday resort, is you get to drive around in a car. I enjoyed that. Because I felt like there wasn't that many zombies. I mean, I suppose you could maybe do it in Dead Rising. You could maybe get into a vehicle. I can't quite remember Dead Rising very well. But, you, you know, you could, like, drive around the resort in a little fucking buggy. And But the, the best, the probably most redeeming feature about this game was when it introduced multiplayer. And I used to play it with a few friends. And I really enjoyed it. Like, it was silly. Like, it, this is the thing, like, with this game. Like, it is, the way I've described it, it's a silly it's a silly, a silly zombie game. It's not like super, super fucking serious. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, you're wandering around and there's like zombie boobs everywhere. But it's endearing, I think, in its own way. And the fact that I was able to play a zombie game with my friends, I just thought was fucking cool. And I think that was really what sold it to me. You know, I played it as a single player game too, but, you know, having that involved in it was something that I hadn't, you know, there's Left for Dead, that was multiplayer, but not one that felt like more of an RPG with friends. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I I didn't ever realise that you could have multiplayer on this game. I just mm. knew it as, like, the single-player um, RPG type thing and open-world one. But having friends in it sounds way better. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Um, and, you know, exploring it and stuff and, like, going around in the buggies and just doing silly things. Like, I was definitely the sort of person that would just pick up um, a can of fuel and just run up to someone and just blow them up. Yeah, that seems like oh. something you'd do. <laughs> that, that was me. Yeah. And I, yeah, no, I, I like I said, I it was fun single player, but then having that was was kind of what sold it to me. And it's just stuck out in my mind. It's just a bit of a, a silly, fun zombie game. Yeah. I think that's the, that's kind of the key with some of these. Like it's finding a slight difference in some zombie games because obviously there are so many and they I think all of the games we're going to talk about are probably like, it is set in a zombie apocalypse. You know what I mean? Like, that's the yes. line that they're all told. So at least if there's some slight silliness or some slight sun happening, it's a little bit of a difference. Well, I think that's the key with zombie games, because at the end of the day, it's a trope. And there is a way that you can do it that is the same as everything else, or is a way that you can do it that's a little bit different. And this had like the comedy aspect, it had the silliness, it had something weird being set in like a resort in like a fucking lush island, because it was beautiful, by the way, actually, I think it was a really pretty game, despite, you know, it being an apocalypse and everything. Um, and I, th- I think the key is just to have that something that makes it a bit unique. Yeah, for sure. Um, I played a bit of this game. Um, oh, you did? Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure you have my copy because I played a little bit of it and didn't like it. So I gave it to you. I probably don't have it anymore. But <laughs> No, it's fine. I, I gave it to you in a sense of like, I don't want Take it anymore. away from me. I hate I, it. I can't do it. I like it was one of those games where it's like I wanted to enjoy it, but it was a bit too much zombie for me. Um, mm-hmm. Those yep. of you don't know, I struggled <laughs> with zombies. Uh, so this list was not a fun time. Um, but it was definitely one of those ones where I thought I would like it because it was set in this like sunnier kind of area. 
I thought I thought the fact that I could see, you know, like a beach resort would save me from my <laughs> slight fear. Um, it didn't. It didn't really. Uh, I still struggled. But it did help. You know, it helped seeing them in the bikinis. It just didn't solve the problem, you know? Yes. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I think you might have enjoyed it if you had like if you had the multiplayer aspect, which I don't yeah. I don't think was introduced so much later, but it might have just been because I wasn't I wasn't very I well, I probably didn't have friends when I first played it. Well no, I did have friends because obviously you gave it to me, but friends to play it with at that point or like online kind know. of friends. Yeah. yeah we didn't really play much online back then at all. I don't think no. I even had the capability of it. So because it was on the three sixty, right? Yeah. So I don't and think I'd... I ever did it on there, so I didn't play the multiplayer. I because I basically rebought this game on PS4. Right. Um, on the store for like a tenner or something, probably circa 2015, 16. So I I basically played it when I was younger and then picked it up again and then played a multiplayer. So ah, it kind of it's had two lives for me. Mm. Yeah. And like you said, I can imagine the multiplayer aspect I'd really get into. I think that's it. I think I just need people with me when I yeah. zombie. Yeah. That's cool. I've got some facts. I've got nice. some facts. All right. One of them is a very questionable fact. So, um, mm. Gender Wars is an unlockable skill for the playable character Perna, which increases her combat damage against male opponents. But apparently this was referred to during development as feminist whore. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So, although changed throughout the game before release, the original name could still be found in the debug code of the PC version. Publisher Deep Silver described the line question as a private joke member one of the developers and regret its appearance in the final product because everyone lost their shit. And I'm not surprised. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, guys, what the fuck? Like, Even as a joke, though, it's like... Mm. Yeah. Oh, I bet like, that's a hilarious joke. I don't. I just don't think I like the word "whore" being used like that. Like, and and also with the term "feminist" as well. I'm thinking. <laughs> like, so just because she's like, no, I, it's it's yeah, questionable. So I just wanted to bring that up so that we're yeah. aware of it. Oh, deep silver, <laughs> deep silver. I know. Um, another questionable thing that they did that not a lot of people liked, which I personally don't think is a problem, but in the trailer, so the trailer was really controversial because. It basically, I mean, it was a really cool trailer, mm. but I don't know if you remember it, but the, the yeah. trailer is is a young child, like a young girl. Um, it's going backwards and she's a zombie and she's basically like being killed and it kind of goes back in time to her being a zombie and basically like, you know, being a zombie. But because she gets shot and like thrown out of a window and things, even though she's a zombie, a lot of people didn't like it because it was like a child. Um, right. Yeah. But you know, like yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Not real child. Like also, that happens in movies all the time. Like, why is that a problem? Like the small girl ghosts or small demons. Like, I'm pretty sure that happens in the first season of The Walking Dead as well, right? It like, does. But it, this was what 2011, 2010. I guess it was a different yeah, time. <laughs> so far away. No, I think I thought you were going to say the problem with the trailer was the fact that like because it was it was around that time when trailers were dropping and they were like they made things look incredible but also ah. not super accurate to what the actual game was you know what i mean i think the trailer they were just they were going for shock value like because mm. i look at the trailer now and i i don't see that as being it's not like it's not gameplay footage it's more i mean it looks good but it, you can tell that they're it's like a cine, it's a cinematic trailer and they're going for shock factor. It's a very, it's, to be honest with you, just watching it again now, it's a pretty fucking cool trailer. And I can see yeah. why it attracts a lot of attention. 
Um, but yeah, I, I I guess we wouldn't like zombie zombie kids. But nowadays, I feel like we've been exposed to more zombie kids, so I feel like we're all, we're all past that now. Yeah, we we don't care about a zombie child now. Kick no. him in the face, and we're all right. My uh, my other fact is that um, Dead Island Two has been spoken about for about fucking like what? Um, let's have a think here, like ten years almost Amazing. Dead Island Amazing. 2 and it's been spoken about like they're saying it's going to be cancelled or it's not cancelled um, but apparently it is still in development they have actually recently confirmed that, that Dead Island 2 is still is still in development really? So we still? May, yeah, yeah um, despite everyone thinking that, that it's not um, and apparently actually in tw- yeah, December 2020 they, they confirmed it's still going but yeah it's just been like a really long time interesting it must be one of the things they keep picking up and putting down again and yeah yeah. anyway that's my number five nice all right then um i yeah i completely kind of forgotten about that game so i'm glad that you mentioned it uh my number five then is uh, a game called death road to canada i don't know if you know oh no um so this one is i think it's pretty much on everything it's one of those ones where i know it's on steam on switch now on all of the consoles i'm pretty sure i played it on a console and my phone um but it was released in 2016 um made by rocket cat games and mad garden mad garden mad garden mad garden um it's basically uh you take a road trip from Florida to Canada to escape the zombie apocalypse. And it's very much inspired by the game uh, Oregon Trail, if you know that. So it's like a very narrative-based game most of the time. So you have your little car that slowly gets filled up with a group of people uh, and you're trying to survive and it asks you questions about like, oh, this scenario has happened. Like, what do you want to do about it? Like, the the you know, there's a wheel that's coming up loose on the car. Do you fix it here? Do you wait further down the road and try and fix it there? Like, it's one of those things where it just kind of asks you about your trip and about people on the trip. And then you've got to kind of look after all of these people who are in your car and see how long you can survive for, basically. I'm trying to get from Florida to Canada. Um, you can also get out of the car and do like a little bit of exploration. So like if you come across a town, you can go into like a couple of stores and take a bunch of stuff. But if you get out of the car, you will sometimes get attacked by hordes and that those hordes get worse as you kind of get closer to Canada. Um, and you can like hit them and stuff. It's like a top down kind of game, mm. like a little bit of a rogue like kind of one. Uh, and you can collect different bits and bobs like, fuel for the car that you might need or food but obviously it's one of those things where you have to weigh up the risks a lot of the time because you you know you might need these supplies but also get out the car you're probably going to get eaten by the zombies or someone's going to die like you kind of have to accept that at least one of your team members will probably die on a run it's difficult it's quite a difficult game uh and i think like oregon child the thing is very much inspired by it like likes to try and get you to do that almost without thinking about it because you've answered a question weirdly you know what i mean yeah it looks really cool to be fair like i'm just looking at it now and uh, i really enjoy the synopsis says that you have to manage a car full of jerks (laughs) i like that Um, yeah no it, it looks cool yeah like the people you pick up actually that's one of the nice things about it like 
there's uh there's not much variety in the towns and stuff that you visit but the characters that you find are really fun so they're yeah. very like normal kind of uh american people but there's also like a knight that you can find there's a guy who's basically link who's called like lonk or something like that or lonk. trunk like and has a special sword um you can also pick up a, you, i know you can get a dog i think you can get a cat as well um and they pick up like shotguns and things it's got a lot of humor in it as like describe it quite darkly but it's quite a funny silly game really when you look at it um and it's uh i should mention as well like it's a pixel graphic game so it's got kind of like this very silly but nice retro feel to it i think it came out around the same time that a lot of those games were coming out in terms of like that pixel revive type of thing around like bro force and those kind of things yeah um, and they just had this nice silliness to them um and i think the music's quite nice as well it's quite a little retro it's a good game it's good fun for sure yeah um there's also character customization that you can do so not only you can change like looks and stuff of characters which is quite nice but you can also specialize uh for different weapons and attack style so there is a lot of replayability and it's one of those games where you will replay it quite a lot because it's not easy to get to the end i think it's one of the reasons i put it probably lower than um you know, on my number, my list was just because it can be quite difficult. Um, like we said, you kind of have to get out of the car sometimes to pick up fuel, but the zombies can overwhelm you really easily. Um, and also you can just have random stuff happen with your team. Your team of jerks can actually just be jerks sometimes. Like, and some will randomly like abandon you and like fuck off while you're getting murdered. And some will I mean, steal I guess it's like you. real life. Exactly. Like we're all stuck in a car full of a bunch of jerks that you've picked up along the road on the zombie apocalypse. Not everyone's going to be nice. No. Yeah. You're going to be a jerk. Just going to steal your shit and run off into the night. No, it looks cool. I'm really, to be fair, I'm quite interested. In, I'm trying to turn it to play this because I feel like, I don't know. I, just the more I watch it, I'm like, I just, I need like a high intensity game like this in my life right now. Yeah. I think you'd like it. I think it'd be a good game for the Switch as well. It just feels yeah. like one of those nice handheld things because a lot of it is mostly around the narrative side of things, like picking the answers and stuff. Um, but also, you know, you've got a little bit of bashing in there, so it's good for that too. Amazing. Uh, I do have some facts. Um, well, one fact, one fact in particular, because I couldn't find many. Uh, and that was, um, so during the game, you can have this event that happens to you called More more Valuable Than Gold. And basically your group finds some toilet roll uh, and you must then work out what to do with this valuable commodity. Um, and so it said like the, the devs, accurately like predicted the value of toilet paper during a crisis as shown by our current situation of toilet roll when it i happened. was gonna say it's like they predicted that shit yeah they knew they knew it would be valuable so these devs are onto something either they planned it or they're just smart so either way <laughs> uh and that was the only like fact oh, that i could find okay. for it but yeah so that's my number five cool um my number four might be a crossover i'm afraid oh my number four, a little bit lower on the list, I know it's probably going to be a shock, is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Oh, okay. This is not, not a good Oh! Yeah. I suppose you've not probably finished it yet, have you? I have not, no. That's fair. Um, so Resident Evil 7 Biohazard is a 2017 survival horror game developed and published by Capcom. I've spoken about this game in length many times. 
Um, I am not going to fully delve into it properly because I'd just be repeating myself. But um, to give you a real quick like synopsis, you control um, the character of Ethan Winters. He's drawn to a derelict plantation in Dolby, Louisiana, by a message um, from his wife, Mia, who was presumed dead since going missing in 2014. And you go looking for her and you find her in a basement of a house with many, many weird people, mm. a family, in fact. And uh, it's a it's a crazy time. It, you can see it's very heavily inspired by the whole PT era. And uh, they've properly taken that aboard. It's the first main series game to use a first-person view as well. It's a typical Resident Evil game, though. It has puzzles. You shoot stuff. It's a cool story. I like it a lot. And uh, that's kind of why I wanted to put it in here, because I think genuinely, like, what they've done with it, especially what they ended up doing with VR, has just worked really well for the series. And I feel like they've i like where resident evil is going obviously we just recently had resident evil village come out i'm still playing that at the moment and um and yeah i, I just think it was a, a real nice sort of like checkpoint in the resident evil series where it kind of took a little bit of a a turn a little bit of a change but they've just they've done it really really well and mm. yeah i had to put it somewhere on my list yeah it's fair to be fair it's one of those ones where because i'm only halfway through it doesn't feel like a zombie game but i know there are them in there you know what i mean I know so what you far, mean. I've only seen the family, really. No real creatures. Yeah. There there are there, but it's just mm. it, I guess the thing with Resident Evil is the zombies kind of they're not your typical zombies. They're not really like what they used to be. Mm. But they're still technically zombies. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna dwell on it too much because yeah. As said, we spoke about it a lot. But I got a few facts, I think, that I've not spoken about before. Right. Which is, uh, despite being the primary hero in the game, Ethan Winter's face is actually never seen in full outside of official art. Ethan Winter's? That's true, actually. I don't think I know what Ethan Winter's looks like. Until now. <laughs> Until Resident Evil Village, I think we now know what he looks like. I think. Yes. I don't know... Like, well, we, we probably know what he looks like. I think there was, like, a bit of outside stuff when when seven came out like in, in some some general pictures but now we have like a full clear view of his face and he doesn't look like what i expected but yeah in seven like no one really no one really properly knew because there was a there was an image of him but like his his face was like really darkened out um so you couldn't really see him yeah um yeah nice and I got some other ones, which is these are actually these couple are just Easter eggs. These are just Easter egg for other Resident Evil games. So apparently there is a picture of Arclay Mountains from Resident Evil, the first one, um, which is hung up in the main hall area of the Baker's house, dated several years before the mansion incident occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there is a special pistol called Albert Zero One, found in the last chapter, which is named after the main antagonist. Albert Wesker. Its design looks similar to Samurai Edge pistol he used in Resident Evil 5 and uh, the pistol is also used to incapacitate um, B.O.W.'s weapon dropped from the helicopter to aid the player defeating the last boss, which is a homage to the first game, where Brad Vickers tossed a rocket launcher down for Jill or Chris to destroy Tyrant. So I love an Easter egg. I'm always going to love an Easter egg. But yeah, short and sweet because I do not need to speak about this game anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's fair all right we won't we won't dwell on that one we yeah. know it's we know it's on bows we know the series it's good yeah all right then i'll just quickly move on to my number four then um to my number four i don't know if you would have played this one either um but my one is 
Zombie U or Zom. Ooh. Ooh. Zombie U. Zombie U. It's also just known as Zombie on any other platform that's released. Um, Zombie U is only the title for the Wii U version, which is the version I played. So I feel like it was apt keeping this one. Yeah. Um, I did play this, by the way, just to put oh, you did. a, a okay, bit cool. of it, not loads of it, a bit of it. Yeah, cool. So at least you know what I'm on about. Uh, so yeah, this was released um, by Ubisoft. I can always forget it's a Ubisoft game. Uh, in 2012, uh, originally on the Wii U, like I said, um, that's how I played it. But I think it's now available on Xbox One and PC and some other areas that I think you can get it on. Uh, basically, you play as a survivor of the zombie apocalypse set in London. Again, a zombie apocalypse happened and you are a survivor of it. I feel like this is going to be the description for every game we talk about today. You you pretty much just have two main people talking to you and asking you to do stuff for them. It's one of those. It's you kind of wake up in an area and you just get told to do stuff by people who keep asking you to do things for them. Uh, one is called Prepper, who's basically just making the best doomsday bunker ever and he really wants you to just help him with it. And then the other is a doctor who has kind of worked out this cure and is hiding out in Buckingham Palace. So you kind of go off and do things. A lot of the main objectives of this game are just to go explore and gather stuff. So it's quite simple in that sense, but it's got quite a cool feature in which it has permadeath. So... When you play as your character uh, and you die as that character, you can you will be respawned, but you will be a totally new survivor. So you will look totally different and be totally different. And then to get back all of the stuff, because it's a lot about inventory management and gathering lots of n- neat stuff that you need, um, to get back that stuff that you lost, you have to go and find like the zombie version of your survivor and kill them and steal back all your stuff from them. Which I thought was a really cool little mechanic to just kind of have in there. You know, having some zombies stealing shit, gotta go back and get that. Yeah. Um, so there's that version. Um, the other cool areas of this were if you played it on the Wii U, you got a lot more interesting stuff happen. So for the Wii U, they used the like gamepad, so the really big thing that basically made it a giant DS. You used that thing for a lot of stuff so you could like interact with your mini map on your touchpad. Uh, you had to scan the area for certain things so you could kind of like hold it up and move it around the room to kind of scan for different items and things like that. Um, and then the best thing was that you could kind of use it a little bit like a motion control to like smack zombies in the head with it. So one of the weapons that was your like base weapon that you never lost was a cricket bat. And it was really satisfying just clonking zombies on the head with this cricket bat, a la Shaun of the Dead cricket bat i like that they threw that one in there yeah you know we're english it's settled london we've got to have (laughs) cricket bats to uh, defend ourselves with um so it was like it was one of those things where it was quite um quite a novelty i guess but they just did it quite well um and i can't really imagine playing this game without those kind of little novelties i can't imagine it being like i feel like it would be fun but just not quite the same you know what i mean yeah you didn't have that side of things. Um, another cool feature they did was apparently if you could take your picture of your face using the camera uh, on the gamepad and it would zombify you and put you in. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It would also, I think, if you had other me's, like people's profiles and stuff saved, it would like take the names of those me's and put them on zombies wandering around. So you could be attacked by like you. You would turn up in my game and attack me for some reason. I'd have to smush you. That's fucking cool. Right. 
be like, damn it, Nikki, you've murdered me again and taken all my stuff. I mean, that's like real life. Yeah, that, that happens. If we've ever played a game <laughs> that involves that kind of things, I would I'm be definitely the target. Doing that. Yeah, she's 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 already done it many times. But yeah, that's that's kind of it for Zombie You. Like, I don't really remember much more about plots and stuff. I don't think there was a crazy twist or anything for story-wise. It was just quite fun and it just had some interesting mechanics with all of its Wii U stuff. Um, so I've got some facts. Um, or again, a fact. I keep saying facts and then I'm like, no, I've just got one fact. I didn't do great with my facts this week. So apparently, originally, this game was supposed to be a raving rabbits game called Attack of the Killer Rabbits from Outer Space. I don't know why that they changed it, but okay. apparently they were like, no, we need to change this. And I think eventually it became more of an SPF, like closer to what the game was. And then it became like killer freaks from outer space. And then I think eventually they, like Ubisoft, just attached to zombies to it. But it went through quite a lot of weird movements. I just, I kind that's of... That's a weird like, journey. Right. That's what I was thinking when I was reading this. And I kind of wish that we'd had Zombie U, but with all the little rabbits from, yeah. you know, I think that would have been a good game. Yeah, I actually, I played this on PS4, I think. Oh, interesting. Because I think it got ported to like a few different consoles. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like, it came out in 2012 on the Wii U, but then it came out a few years later, I think 2015 on everything else. Yeah, no, but it was cool. Like I enjoyed it. I didn't, I don't think I played it for long. I think I might have only played it for like an hour. I can't remember why. I can't remember why I didn't stick with it. I probably did get a little bit freaked out. Mm. Um, I would have loved it as a multiplayer game I think I think I would have really enjoyed that I think that would have worked well um, but yeah no from what I played it, it was cool I like that it was set in London as well yeah and like I said I think a lot of it would have been lost without the kind of like movement controls and all the stuff that you mm. could have done with the Wii U controller to be perfectly honest like there wasn't much else to it so I can kind of see why you probably would have put it down quite quickly yeah um, but yeah that was it's a fun game um, it's definitely like a fun zombie game I was pretty scared most of the time but I got through it good, good. <laughs> yeah so that is my number four awesome okay so my number three okay is a game that I still hold in quite high regard I don't think that you played it I don't know correct me if i'm wrong uh is dying light yeah no i've not played this game okay so it came out in 2015 it's a survival horror video game developed by techland the same people who made dead island um, oh nice so okay. but it was published by warner bros so it wasn't like 100 percent the same people but it was techland um the game story follows an undercover agent named kyle crane who's sent to infiltrate a quarantine zone in a middle eastern city called haran when he arrives, he must decide between completing his mission and helping the survivors. So there's kind of like a little bit of a socio-political aspect to the game, which is cool. And I liked that because you kind of go down there and you're like, right, um, I'm doing some undercover shit. And then you realize that actually the higher ups are pretty fucked up and you just want to kind of help people at that point. Um, you realize there's a lot of blackmail, a lot of shit happening. And uh, you're kind of you're on like you're in ground zero. It's it's pretty shocking. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of bad things happening. Like humans are just, it's one of those games where humans are like just as bad as the zombies. Um, but it's really, really cool. Uh, you, It's very like parkour. Parkour. 
<laughs> parkour there's loads it's i think that's one of the things that like everybody like remembers and thinks about when when it comes to this game because it, they you basically like can just jump across like um buildings you know you get to do like cool parkour shit it's it's cool it's a very it's open world it's a city and it feels to me probably although like dead island was like fairly open world it felt super open. Like I felt like I could yeah. just like run across this whole entire city and there'll be like nothing like stopping me from doing it mm. other than the fact that I shouldn't because like <laughs> I've got shit to do. Yeah. Um, there's also a day and night cycle, which also makes an open world feel really realistic. So the cool thing about the day and night cycle is that zombies are really slow and clumsy during the day, but at nighttime become like increasingly aggressive and like way hardcore which oh. I always thought was a really cool dynamic. So there's like yeah. other zombies that come out that are like real fucking meanie. So you're like, I do not want to be out here at nighttime, yeah. better sleep. Which I think is clever. I think is a really clever dynamic because it kind of, it const- it constrains you. Like it's mm. kind of telling you like, yeah, you can do what you want, but don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like I like that. No, I know what you mean. It's, it's a cool yeah. like thing of like, you can do that. That's challenging, but we're going to punish you for doing it like it's not yeah. really easy if you want to do that there is a lot of there's a lot of combat and there's a lot of like i think there's like weapon making you can kind of go through like a lot same sort of thing with like dead island which is where you get to make like a lot of cool like custom weapons like melee weapons um and you kind of when you're like faced with some situations some zombies you have the ability to just fight or flight which is something that i really enjoyed you could basically just go fuck this shit i'm out a lot of the time and just leg it parkour it over a wall and be like nah not today zombie which i enjoyed um it was also multiplayer and I really, really enjoyed that. Nice. It was fun to play that with people. Again, I played it initially by myself. I can pretty, pretty much complete the game, I think. And then I went back to it um, and then like found people. And that was fun. And I must say actually about this game was a really, really, really cool side missions. There was really interesting side missions in this game. So you could just kind of wander off and just find like someone that needs help. Mm. Um, in like their house, which I, I thought was just like a really a nice touch. Yeah, it makes the world feel a little bit more alive and interesting when you can yeah. kind of find those little things rather than it just also, being like dead. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Like there was people and they were like functioning and there was kind of like little, uh, like little settlements, like tiny settlements. But it was cool, you know. When you come into the settlements, you kind of feel like you could have a bit of a breather, and then you like go straight back out into the zombie land and. And yeah, no, it was it was just a generally overall really, really good zombie game. I feel like they got more serious from Dead Island. Dead Island was a bit silly, a bit stupid, but like Dying Light was like a real like fucking serious, good zombie game. Yeah. And uh, the second one should be coming out soon. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> well, maybe. That, yeah, that is a game where I know that it's been announced or coming out for a, for a long time and it's not just, it's just been plagued by yeah. lots of stuff yeah i've got some facts um one of my facts is apparently the story was inspired by both heart of darkness which Ooh. i'm pretty sure it's the game that we both know yeah we know that <laughs> game and the plague i'm not sure what the plague is because this game obviously came out in 2015 so it cannot be the game that came afterwards called plague i don't know what the plague is but it was inspired by it hmm. yeah i never heard of the plague 
Um, this is just a little bit of a fact about the multiplayer is that although you can come together as a four in the multiplayer and do stuff together, you can also do a multiplayer feature known as Be the Zombie that allows a player to play as a particularly strong and fast and effective mutant called the Night Hunter and invade other players' servers, which is cool. Oh, just fucking shit yeah. up. Nice. Yes. I've just realized I've got loads of facts for this game <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to read them all. Um, apparently during the Rupert the Gunsmith submission, a pink teddy bear can be found in Rupert's apartment. Activating this bear will make it say, I love you. As the player continues to activate the bear, the bear's dialogue will change and it will insist you stop touching it. If you <laughs> proceed to activate after this warning, its eyes will turn red and the bear will then explode. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, a cool reference to another fantastic zombie game is uh, during the bunker side quest on the uppermost accessible floor is an elevator crawling with bugs. Inside the elevator is an enemy resembling a clicker from The Last of Us. Oh. When the enemy is killed and looted, a weapon modification called Clicker can be obtained. So oh, I enjoyed nice. that. Yeah, that's cool. Also, another reference to another zombie game. <laughs> so many references. Is that I actually remember seeing this in the game as well. Is that there's a bakery called Left for Bread. Oh, amazing. Which is obviously oh. a reference to Val's co-op zombie shoots. I need to open this store myself. This seems to be my store. Please do. Please do. Left for bread. Right, I'll be right back. I'm going to go become a baker. <laughs> um, in the Japanese release of this game as well, which is a really interesting fact, they turned the, the colour of the blood um, to green. Oh. I think to try and not be so offensive. Yeah, maybe to take down its rating a little bit or something. Maybe, and then everyone got annoyed and they changed it back, but I just oh. thought it was funny. Yeah, good attempt. <laughs> um, last and final fact is something that I did do in the game in my second playthrough, which is uh, a green warp pipe can be found inside a chimney in the game. When the player enters the pipe, they'll be warped to a first-person version of the first level of the original Super Mario Brothers. Inside this level is a hidden block that must be jumped into from underneath to reveal... Um, blueprints, which allows you to have a Paisa suit, which references the Tanuki suit from Super Mario Bros. 3, and it allows you to hover over large distances, basically kind of fly a little bit. And uh, I couldn't believe this when I first fucking, like, someone told me to go down this pipe, I was like, what are you on about? And I went down it, and I was literally in, like, Mario Brothers. I was like, what is happening? But yeah, it's a thing, and that it's, sounds it's like pretty madness. cool. madness. It like, is. I can't even imagine that. I just, I know you've described it to me, and I know you've said you've done it, but yeah, I can't can't believe it i recommend youtubing it it's quite it's quite All funny right. i'll do it yeah but anyway that's that's it dying light fantastic game if you've not played it and you're into zombie games 100 recommend all the facts yeah i feel like this is one of these ones where maybe when the second one comes out if there's multiplayer i will pick it up to play mm-hmm. play with you guys like as a because it's a kind of like a co-op type one right like with the multiplayer it's not it is, yeah. And you can have yeah. a friend there to help you. So it's exactly. Fine. I'll be fine if I have a friend. Yeah. That's all I want. Nice. All right, then. Um, my, my number three. So I think this one is my risk of starting on the, um, starting on the Beatles, I think. Okay. Uh, my number three is going to be Left for Dead. No. Oh, Okay. Awesome. Um, again, we have spoken about this game quite a few times in the past, so I'll try and get through it quite quickly. Um, it's a multiplayer FPS um, released in the first one was released in two thousand and eight, and then there was a second one, uh, Left 4 Dead Two, in two thousand and nine. Um, you and your friends, because you can play it in co-op and multiplayer, because that's the best way to play this game. Play as a group of survivors during a zombie apocalypse. The line that happens all the time, um, and you're basically just trying to get through 
these areas. It's very much like one of those games where you're on on rails most of the time, right? You don't have a lot of freedom. It's not yes. an open open world game. It's literally like you go through the level, which I like. I miss. You know, this was fun. Mm. Um, it's a really great fun game to play with friends, and I remember that's all we did for a period of time is just get together and play so many like things of rounds of left for dead it was just a great time and it was local as well wasn't it like we, yeah. we didn't really play online we always just played like couch co-op yeah for sure so that was like the campaign side of things but you could also have like an online eight player online versus mode where you could kind of be zombies versus humans which was really cool um and kind of plot stuff together or there was also like a survival mode i think that you could play which was basically like see how long you can go for for like hordes of zombies trying to attack you um but yeah we mostly played the campaign as a local co-op thing so if this game gets a third one which is basically what we think back for blood is going to be then uh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe we'll get that again so that would be nice that would be a good yeah. time um I don't, it's not really got much of a story to it so there's not really much to explain but it kind of felt a little bit movie like weirdly like it had like movie posters for things and felt a bit like you're playing through some some movie series sometimes i don't know it might have just been me but that's just no it did it did 100 i like that you're just like i can't remember what happened but i think there was like yeah there was i remember i spoke about speaking about this to someone else the other day we were saying like really enjoyed like the fact that it kind of had these weird like film sequences Mm, yeah definitely um which kind of goes into a little bit about one of the coolest things of this game which was that the the ai that ran in the game that does things was actually called the director um which was basically because um instead of fixed spawn points for enemies and items um the ai the director would place them uh in certain areas and certain bits in the game of various quantities and positions and stuff based on each player's like current situation, their status, their skill level, um, and location during the game, which basically made it new every time you played through it. Oh, that's cool. Uh, which is why the witch always moved and things like this. Yes. Um, which you could never quite work out where they were going to be. It just kind of kept on moving. Um, apparently it also created moved and tension, um with like visual effects music and character lines and stuff so it would play certain things at you um to kind of build up build up tension and stuff at certain points as well so it was really like a director following you around which i thought was really cool Um, yeah it it was clever to be fair like i played it not long ago and i think the way that they do it is especially for back then yeah definitely yeah so it's just this ai that they built it just kind of runs everything and yeah, it just works really well. And I don't think we ever, playing it back then, realised like that's why it was mm. so interesting and so fun to replay each time. But that was that's what it keeps doing. Um, we spoke about the monsters before, but the you know the zombies in there are just brilliant. Like all the different types. There's not many games that play around with zombie types, I think. Um, and these ones are really cool. You've got jockeys, smokers, spitters, hunters, chargers, tanks, boomers, and the witch. Yes. Which is always the worst. Although I really hated a smoker as well because they had a really long tongue, and they'd like grab you around the neck and like hang you up and cough I don't. On you. Like, I hate the ones that jump on your head. Oh, the, the jockeys. jockeys. Yeah, they're so fucking annoying, and they they like run across the floor as well. Like, yeah, they were so difficult to shoot until they were on someone's head. Yeah, yeah, they were just gross. There was a lot of gross, gross zombies. Um, that's kind of kind of it. Um. Obviously, you had the survivors who we all love. We had our favourite, the <laughs> Greenberry and Var- 
Vietnam veteran, Bill. Bill. William Bill Overbeck. There was also college student Zoe, district account manager Louis, and outlaw biker Francis. Yes, I, I fucking love him. We care about Bill. We love Bill. And we love the way that Lewis says Bill. 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 <laughs> it was stuck with me throughout all of my life. Yeah. Um, can't hear the name Bill now without, in my head, no. just going, Bill. Bill. I love Bill. And also, sorry, this is probably one of your facts. I'm stealing it. Bill is in um, in, in that game that we like. I just forgot the name. Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he is a, he is a, he is a character you could buy, right? Yeah. No, he's free. You don't. Is he free? Yeah, Bill's free for everyone. You should do. (gasps) Now I'm gonna go get Bill. You do own. Everyone owns Bill. I don't know what I'm doing in Dead by Daylight. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe Bill's been there this whole time and you've not even noticed him. And you said you loved him. Uh, He's locked for me, so you must have to like go get him from the store or something. No. He's. I like that. Bill's like, nah, mate. You don't, you ain't getting me. I'm checking this because I'm pretty sure I don't have Bill. You can't. You can't check it right now. We're recording. I'm, go- I'm going. Put this okay, shit on pause. Are you actually checking? No, I'm not checking, but I will check later. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm certain I don't have Bill. Because otherwise, I'd be Bill all the time. Um, facts. The actual facts that I do have. Ah, um, the screaming sound that you hear um, when the zombie horde event is triggered is actually a reused sound clip from Half-Life, the uh, other game by Valve that they decided to make. So they're just reusing their game's voice lines and things. Um, Talking of Bill, Bill's voice actor, Jim French, was very busy during the development of of this game. Uh, And as a result, that's why Bill has like not many lines and doesn't really speak very often. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and the last one I had, which was a weird one, which was the game. I I couldn't remember if we'd had this fact. So if we've had this fact already, I'm sorry. But it was the game cover, which is a hand holding up four fingers, um, with one of the, the basically the thumb is cut off. But for German and Japanese releases, uh, it was changed so that it looked like the thumb was just tucked behind. The rest oh. of the hand okay. rather than being like the stump that we all got i think it's like a bone you can see sticking out of it um it's a bit gross but apparently that's what they did i don't know why they did it they just for those two like they just think it was just too much i to guess a... so for like a cover because it was kind of around the time where you would still go and pick up games in stores and stuff so mm. maybe they thought it was too much to just have out willy-nilly on the stores perhaps perhaps who knows who knows? But yeah, I didn't want to draw on Left 4 Dead too much because we have spoken about it. And I think I bring it up every time I have to deal with a horror game because it's yeah. one I can cope with. So um, yeah, that that's Left 4 Dead. Okay, cool. My, uh... oh shit, we're on to number two. Yeah, we're flying two. through it today. This ain't going to be a crossover. So that's right. You can calm, you can calm down. All right. I think our crossover is going to be happening at the number one. Mm. Yeah. My number two is also a game that I've spoken about a bit, so I'm not going to go too crazy. Um, My number two is one of my favourite zombie games of all time, which is Resident Evil 2, not the remake. Nice. Okay. Not that I've got anything against the remake. It just, it's not the original. It's just different. you know, it's it's like it's like saying that the Final Fantasy VII remake is better than Final Fantasy VII the original. Like it's not. 
it's amazing and it's an amazing homage to it but it's like yeah. it's not it's, it's a different not, game yeah it's not the same like it's so yeah i i picked this it came out in 1990 oh my god 1990 1998 we've gone I, four I'm sorry. in time <laughs> i'm sorry guys i i broke <laughs> i glitched out for a second nikki xe has stopped working and must close <laughs> It came out in 1998. It was developed and published by Capcom for the PlayStation. Obviously, we've already spoken about Resident Evil game. But this is probably, for me, one of the ones that I loved the most growing up. I loved number one. Don't get me wrong. Like, number one was amazing. But I remember as a kid, I was just super involved in, like, the story of two. Like, I, I really, I loved... Claire Redfield as well. So you can either be Leon Kennedy or Claire Redfield. Um, it kind of has two divergent storylines, which is which is a cool mechanic. Um, they both must escape Raccoon City after its citizens are transformed into zombies by a biological weapon. Um, two months after the events of the original to the first Resident Evil. Um, Claire Redfield, obviously, if you've played the first one or anything about Resident Evil, is um, is Chris Redfield's sister who was looking for her brother. Leon is just a police officer who's just turned up at the wrong time, just having a bad day, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but he, you know, he's he's an attractive man for what he could have been back then. Anyway, I thought Leon was attractive. I thought Claire was attractive. I liked Claire's look as a as a kid. I was like, mm. I can get behind this. Um, I just I liked a badass lady. I was a kid, and it was the nineties. You didn't have you. that many. Yeah, <laughs> like, when you could did find one, it was like, yeah, this chick is cool. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a standard Resident Evil gameplay dynamics. You explore. There's puzzles. I loved growing up. I loved the puzzles. I think it was because I wouldn't always do the gameplay all the time because I was, you know, I, at this point I was eight. My brother and my dad would do a lot of it and I would like help with the puzzles though. And I really enjoyed that. Later on, I, I played the game throughout myself, but I just, I don't know what it is about Resident Evil, just always fucking great puzzles. Yeah. And I always liked the idea of having puzzles and then like the heavy horror combat as well. And I think that stayed with me till today, you know. I don't know what it is about, you know, having the pressure from fucking bloodthirsty monsters <laughs> yeah. and then also like a puzzle to do i don't know what it is but i'm into it <laughs> it's the kind of pressure you need to get shit done <laughs> i know exactly um but yeah the, obviously the main difference as i said was the branching paths like from the first one with having both claire and leon um but yeah it was it was really really cool and i loved the storyline that happened with claire which was when you meet the little girl sherry who has some shit going on with her mum and her dad and there's like this locket involved and i don't know there's just a bit of drama there i like a bit of drama yeah. leon's story i care less about because ada's all right i guess she's all right but i always don't really care about her no um yeah it was just an all-round great game and for me the reason why i probably didn't include the remake it's just because it just felt a lot shorter to me i don't know whether it was because i was younger but resident evil 2 growing up felt a lot longer the storyline felt like it it went on for a lot longer they felt like there was a bit more sustenance to it whereas resident evil 2 always felt so fucking quick i don't know why like sorry the remake felt really yeah. quick and it just to me it just wasn't it didn't have that same kind of like um i don't really want or like you know Maybe it's just because it didn't hit as hard, but I feel like they didn't delve into some of the darker stuff and I feel like it wasn't as dramatic. Right. Whereas, like, I felt like when you found Sherry, like, the little girl in the original, I felt like it was like, holy shit, there's a little girl here. What the fuck? Like, this is really weird. Whereas, like, in the other one, it was kind of like, oh, it's a little girl. 
Yeah, like maybe it lost some of that build up with like pacing yeah. and stuff, like just trying to do stuff a bit fancier and made it a bit shorter and actually suffered on pacing. I think something. so. I just, yeah, and it's just the fact that it was just the original one and it just meant so much to me, I think, back then. So, you know, it's it's clanky as fuck. Like you play it now, like I played it not too long ago on my PlayStation 1. I, I loaded it back in and was like, let's play this. And yeah, it's clunky. It's, you know, it is what it is. So it's yeah. nice to play the remake because you're like, okay, this this game is like better now. But yeah, nothing beats that original. No. Nothing beats it. No, like you said, you made that great comparison with the, you know, the Final Fantasy VII stuff. It's like, it's a good game, but nothing compares to the original. You can't like... No. No. And I, you know, I, I love remakes and I love the homage, but it doesn't ever take away from the, the original. No, so. for sure. But anyway, I've got some facts. Got nice. Some facts. This is a weird fact. So, real-world examples influenced character designs by artists Izawa Oshishi and Ryoji Shimagama. For example, Oshishi based Leon on his bloodhound. What? What? He doesn't I look... don't know. He doesn't, <laughs> don't he's know. not jowly. Like, how no. is he? Maybe... I, the, cu- the curtains? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the ears. Like... So I found that fact and I was like, what the fuck? Because the other part of this fact is Annette Birkin was modelled after actress Jodie Foster. So why is Leon getting fucking in front of this? Like, oh yeah, I modelled Annette on Jodie Foster, the beautiful actress, but you know, Leon is on my bloodhound dog. <laughs> oh, they did him dirty. But then I also found another fact, which according to early concept art, Leon was supposed to own a bloodhound, oh. but it's not canon and no one's 100% sure of that. So I'm like, is this fact just wrong? Yeah. And it was that he was going to, or is, I don't know. I Maybe probably could have looked into it a bit more, but I didn't. The only thing I can think that they were doing this for would be that maybe it was more a personality thing than a I look mean, thing. He is a bit of like a golden retriever character. yeah. You like, know, like that kind of squirrel. I'll go yeah. get it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, got it. Is. I got it. So it'd be like personality <laughs> wise, but then it's his character design. That's, I don't. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure. Can characters have personality? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could do. I guess maybe that someone's someone somewhere maybe has done a morph of you know Leon's face into a bloodhound. We'll see how close it is. We're gonna have to look this up. Yeah. My only other fact, which is a pretty cool fact, is that Resident Evil 2 appears in the British sitcom Spaced in the episode Art, in which a character hallucinates that he is fighting a zombie invasion. Um, Space director Edgar Wright cited this episode inspired by Resident Evil 2 as the basis for his zombie comedy film Shaun of the Dead, which starred Shaun. Amazing. Simon Pegg? Shaun. Why did I say Shaun? Oh, Sean of the Dead, because his name was Sean. Sean of the Dead. Sorry. His name was Sean, but his actual name is Simon. <laughs> Sorry, I, which, I'm like, <laughs> which contained? Sean of the Dead, which contained Sean. <laughs> and Simon Pegg. <laughs> I forgot Simon Pegg's name, all right? I thought, it's all right. It was, it was close. It's not like it's really far away. Like, it's, it's I, close. They're both S's. I'd like to say that in that moment of silence, my brain went, Sean. Sean Penn, Sean Bean, and then you luckily came in and said Simon Pegg, but for some reason that's what was going through my head. <laughs> I think you just got stuck on Sean's, just 
Sean, <laughs> Sean, Bean, guys. Sean Penn, Sean. <laughs> I'm glitching out today, guys. <laughs> I'm tired. It's been a long day. It's nine nine nine. It's ninety nine 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 eight. Help me. I'm just reading really <laughs> back and forth, yelling about nines, and every so often just listing off a bunch of famous shorts. Sean Bean. <laughs> that's that's it. Sean Penn and Sean Bean. I don't even know anymore, Sean. <laughs> name, name another. Oh yeah, name another famous Sean. Shh. <laughs> Sean. No, that's I'm it. Googling. There's only two Sean's. There's only two. <laughs> Do I think you spell it as well? There's only Sean Connery. There's only... Oh, God, I'm so sorry, Connery. Mr. Connery. How did I... we forget? May Mr. he Connery. rest in, in peace. I love you, Sean Connery. I'm oh, so sorry. The best Sean. The best. Oh. To be honest, I'm going to say he 100% is the best Sean. Yeah. Sorry, other Sean's. Yeah, you're um, good, other Sean's. Don't get me wrong. But Mr. Connery. Anyway, sorry. That that was my fact. way over. So it inspired Shaun of the Dead, which is pretty fucking cool. Nice. Very cool. That's it. Is that the end of the facts? Yeah, that's it. We're done. All right. Okay, so my number two. um, My number two is The Walking Dead, Telltale. I'm really glad you included this because I ended up getting rid of this off my list. So uh, I, I kind okay. of knew you'd have it, so I was being a bit, little bit risky. Yeah, nice. All right, then. Well, I'm glad then because it's not a crossover like I thought it was going to be. Um, this is an episodic adventure game. We've spoken about this a few times again. So, again, this might be one, quite a quick one. Um, it's made up of five episodes and was all re- released around 2012 by Telltale. Um, you play as Lee Everett, a university professor professor and convicted criminal who basically in the zombie apocalypse like everything is happening in the zombie apocalypse in all of these games finds a young girl called clementine who's just by herself and decides that he's going to take care of her until he can return her to her parents and off you go into the adventure into the world to the happy happy land of the walking dead i was reading the like synopsis and plot of this game again i forgot how much shit goes down in this first game because there are a series of games um all kind of based around the same characters and stuff that you meet in this one but i just forgot how much was in this the first one like Mm. so much stuff happens to these guys insane it does you know they've got a lot to deal with um but yeah off you go you meet other various survivors and you have to deal with other scenarios and people and we'll have all of their I will remember this bullshit. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Exactly. Everyone remembers everything in this game. Bloody elephants. Never forget. No. What I think... So we've spoken about this before, but I think what made this game so different when it came out was Telltale were kind of known for doing point-and-click games. Uh, and that's kind of it. But it was mostly around puzzle solving and things like that. Um until this one, which was basically, there's not really any puzzle solving to do. It's more just about trying to get you to make like morally ambiguous choices all the time. Like it's very much one of those games where you don't ever know. It's not very clear. It doesn't really ever give you a, this is a good thing to do. And this is a bad thing to do. It's not like Mass Effect's Paragon and Renegade System no. where it's like, I'm doing a good thing or I'm doing an evil thing. Or uh, It really stresses me out. Yeah, it's a stressful time. 
because you, you just know. don't know like sometimes I feel like I did something that I thought was a really nice thing to do mm. and then it, a child died <laughs> exactly it and it's it kind of feels like it tricks you sometimes you because it it's one of those things where of course they're not going to describe exactly what happens but even if it's in its questioning it's like there's no easy way to work out what's going to happen next. It's not Which, like, yeah. oh, who do you save? This person or this person? It's like, oh, who do you who do you give the rabbit to? This person or this person? And you have no idea what that means. And you do something and then you're like, well, that was a terrible decision. I wish I'd never given that flower to that poor child. Which is, I think is like fantastic. And I think it works like so well because life is not that clean cut. Like, you know, yes. in Mass Effect, Paragon Renegade, like, you know what's good and you know what's bad. But hey, maybe that's too easy, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what they decided. They were like, nah, we're not making this easy. For sure. And for it being basically a full narrative game, like there's a little bit of wandering around, picking up stuff, putting it together, but really minimal most of it is just about the you know the conversations you have and just watching mm. the storyline unfold like that's where the intensity of the game comes from completely so it yeah you're right it makes total sense it makes it so much better and it's won so many awards for like everything it's highly regarded as a really great game um and i think it reflects really well on the material it's based on like the walking dead comics as a series is is very much like that it's very not straightforward morally half the time um, and obviously, uh, is it Robert Kirtland that wrote them? Like Kirkland, he yeah. he was helping in write this, and I think it it kind of goes to show with how well they did for the writing and stuff of this one. Um, but yeah, like I I actually have just realised I didn't I forgot to even find any facts about this game. I think I just got really excited halfway through my list. Wow, I just didn't even find any. Um, That's so okay. Um, you can make some up on the spot if you like. Sure. Uh, one time, <laughs> if you go into this particular field in the game, you can get a teacup. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah. No. So I'm going to just randomly find some trivia really quickly. Apparently, That's all right. at the end of A New Day, which is um, an episode in, uh, in The Walking Dead, uh, Lee, the main character, walks up to Clementine and Duck. Duck is a small child in this game. Uh, Duck describes a comic he reads called Super Dinosaur. Um, and that is actually a real comic written by Robert Kirkman, who wrote The Walking Ooh. Dead. So he wrote a death one. So there's a fact. That's, That's in cool. there. Um, another fact is that... Um, the ca which I'm pretty sure we've had this fact, but I'm going to say it again. The character Doug is based off Doug Tobacco, an IT specialist at Telltale. Games. I don't remember that, but I'm into it. The appearance of Doug, as well as his behaviour, is based all about him. So Doug, that's, that's awful for that person, right? He's that's not fully Doug, just fully Doug. Because isn't Doug a knob? I can't even remember Doug. That's, Doug that's, do? that's the thing, though. You can't remember Doug. So if you can't remember Doug. Then oh, it's a real I mean, slap in the face, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm. Um, yeah, sorry, Doug. Jeez, Doug, I'm so sorry. I've Googled Doug and I still don't know who he is. I've right? played this game. I, I was looking at, I'm looking at a picture right now and I can't work out who Doug was. <laughs> oh, poor Doug. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can see, I can see pictures of actual Doug as well. Like photos of Doug. Yeah, and Doug looks like a happy man. Real Doug. Oh, Doug. Oh, well. Doug Tobacco. What a name though. <laughs> Doug Tobacco. Interesting name. Hmm. 
Anyway. Oh, look. Look. Telltale. I got like an image here where it says who saved Doug overall in the world. 25% saved Doug. 75% saved Carly, which I'm sure they regretted because... Spoiler. 25%? I think Carly's a knob, maybe. Is Carly a knob? I don't know. I can't remember. No, Carly is is a knob. I can Yes. So I'm sorry, I probably say I did say Carly and I left Doug, so sorry, Doug. If you've never played this game before, I'd highly recommend saving Doug. Yeah. We may he may not be memorable, but I think that's <laughs> because we didn't save him. But I probably would now. Yeah, now I know. Now I know the plight of Doug. I definitely save him. And also um, the fact that Carly's a dick. Yeah. And also I feel really bad that only twenty five percent of people saved him. He's yeah, a real person, I mean, guys. Imagine imagine being Doug, like, and knowing that only 20% people saved him. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, Doug. When I you... will save you next time. <laughs> when you see Doug in this game, if you replay it, just think, there's a real man attached to this. Doug Tobacco <laughs> exists, all right? He's Don't there. let him down. <laughs> He's just waiting for you to save him. Don't <laughs> fuck it up. Don't fuck it up, guys. Don't fuck it up like we fucked it up. You'll never forgive yourself. That was a tangent. Yeah. Um, I think that's all my facts that I'm going to okay. randomly pull out of my butt. So that okay. is my number two, the The Walking Dead by Telltale. Quick again, because we've t- spoken about it, but it's great. It's a fantastic yeah. game. All right. Let's go on to honorable mentions because we're nearly on number ones. Yes. So I've got some honorable mentions for you, which include Resident Evil 1, which we've already spoken about a little bit. Nice. The Resident Evil 2 remake, because I didn't put it in my list. Um, I've also got a game called Days Gone in my honorable mentions, because I'm actually currently playing it. Oh, nice. It was, I think, on potentially PlayStation Plus. I think that's how I had it, and I've never played it. And one of the main stars is a guy that was in... um, I know he was in The Mist, the movie, and he was also in a bit of The Walking Dead. I don't know. He's a very nice, handsome man, and I like him, and he's the main character, and it's a really good um, game from what I've played so far. A really cool story. Reminds me a little bit of Last of Us. Mm. It's um, got a cool storyline with, with zombies and stuff. It's it's good. I'm excited. To be honest, if I finished it, I probably would have put it on this list because I'm enjoying it that much. But if I haven't finished it, I can't quite get away with it. Um, Left 4 Dead I put in which you've already mentioned and also Telltale Walking Dead the last one I had was Dead Rising because they were probably one of the after Resident Evil one of the first zombie games I played after like you know back in the day Dead Rising I think I mentioned it before is was probably one of the first like I think after Resident Evil that was kind of jokey and a bit silly with zombies mm-hmm. yeah so I wanted to mention that nice all right then um yeah i had a a resident evil on my list so you've covered all of those which is perfect um i've also got some slightly lighter one i've got plants versus zombies because that was a very addictive little game uh i've got half-life which i didn't really want to include but head crabs and head crab zombies are a thing so that kind of works um and i've also i also put in doom because technically there are zombies in doom somewhere oh, do you know there. what i'll allow it because you know i've put basically put resident evil 7 in here and those zombies are like apparently mold zombies and whether you can call them zombies at all who gives a fuck i'm saying they're zombies you can say they're zombies a zombie is a weird humanoid creature i've decided whatever exactly um and dead space which again it's like yes yeah it's like not really a zombie these are the ones i was like i'm not sure i'm sure we can count them as zombies but i'll put them in the hundred men- mentions because they're yeah, good. fuck it yeah done it now what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Unsubscribe, maybe. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Don't. don't don't do it. Just just don't do it. Just don't. Think of think of Doug. 
Think of Doug. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's, that is all my honourable mentions. Um, so we're on to number one. Right, I've, uh, yeah, we're on to my number one. Um, this is a crossover, I know it is. I don't even need to say anything. I've mentioned no. this game twice already. It's The Last of Us. Oh! Yeah, I mean, like, I knew when I put this as number one that yours was also going to be number one. And no. I even thought about putting a curveball in to go, oh, I'm going to say Last of Us 2. And then oh. I was like, nah, because it's the same thing with the original game. I was like, it, I loved Last of Us 2, but... Can the it, first would one. It, yeah, it's, it's got to be the first one. So we can do this together, if you like. Nice. Yeah, that works. Um, So we've, again, oh my God, no, I should say, we have spoken about this game god knows how long like for how long it's, yeah. we talk about it all the bloody time you're probably sick of it but i'm just gonna say anyway it was made in 2013 <laughs> developed by naughty dog and published by sony you're joel you're you're a man escorting a teenage girl ellie across the world that sounds wrong it's not he's a very nice man he's played by troy baker and he's very trustworthy and he's a dad he's a yeah. he's a dad ellie is a cool young 13 14 year old girl um and you're in the post-apocalyptic wasteland with zombies <laughs> as yet all again zombies. you're a survivor of a, <laughs> of a zombie apocalypse is there any other storyline there can't be i mean <laughs> like just for one time i just like something different like i get that it's got to be a zombie apocalypse right to have zombies maybe we've got to have zombie apocalypse but do we also have to have survivor could we not have i don't know what, do you like live live beside them? Do you yeah. want like, a town of zombies and a town of people <gasps> and everyone just co-inhabits? Um, yes. That's I mean, exactly it's a lot like now. it's a lot like Warm Bodies, the movie. I feel sort of yes, it's that kind of that did a little bit different. Um, anyway, tangent. You are playing Joel and sometimes Ellie, and you shoot things. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't have a script. You um, use weapons, crafting, and stealth. To smush zombies, but also just evil humans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's true. Um, One of the cool things, though, about the zombies in this game, which is something that I'm backing up my zombie choice in Resident Evil 7, is that these zombies are kind of fungus zombies. So they're mm. infected by a mutated fungus in the genus Cordyceps, which is a real thing in the world. Bugs get Cordyceps and they basically gets into their brains and they are controlled by the virus, like the, the fungi and they can go up trees and they can kill themselves. Like basically it's a real fucking thing. And that's absolutely terrifying, but it was a really, really cool, clever way to integrate something that is, that is it right. Okay. I've just panicked everyone. Okay, guys. So cordyceps, it may exist in our world, <laughs> but it only affects bugs. It's never been seen to affect humans. Everyone's okay. But it was a way that they basically kind of twisted it so that maybe it could affect us. But as far as we're aware, we're all good. I know it's 2021 and anything can happen, but I think we're all all right. If it happens, if we're, not, we're blaming you. Feel free. But actually, would you blame me or would you be like, shit, she was right. She saw she it knows. coming. She yeah, you're going to get uh, seen as an oracle. This podcast is going to go out. And you know when like, <laughs> some, you know, in the apocalypse, they have just the, the radio towers that everyone's going to listen to. Everyone's just going to get listening to us and you just being <gasps> like, guys, guys, it's yeah. going it to happen. I'm going to be like three dog in Fallout where I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I've got my radio station. Sorry, you're there as well. And uh, yeah. Sweet. I'm all right with that life for us in the apocalypse. Yeah, me too. We, we just need like a, a van or something or like a, you know, like a trailer um, mm. just to sit in and be like, you're listening to Game Tool 5 in the, <laughs> in the apocalypse. 
<laughs> bringing you nothing but memories of an old world that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so we know. Yeah. Um, and some tunes. I feel like I'd be quite good as a DJ. Yeah. You get the tunes as a DJ. And then... <laughs> DJ, DJ. <laughs> Just you with a keyboard pressing the DJ button. The on worst... it. The worst part is, is my attention span. I'd get halfway through a song and I'd go, switch. Because this is what I do. Yeah, you, sat, you sat in a car with me and it's I listen to a song thing. for about a minute and I go, I'm bored of it now. <laughs> I don't think we've ever gotten to an end of a song with you in the car. <laughs> if you're anywhere near the stereo, it's not happening. Yes. You are not getting through that song. Yeah, I think I have ADHD. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um... Enough of that absolute tangent. <laughs> um, it has a fantastic storyline. The game is absolutely like breathtaking. Um, when you play it, like you're in it till the end, like you are completely captivated by what's happening. You really get attached to Ellie. You get attached to Joel. You get attached to fucking everyone. Mm. Um, and it's heartbreaking at points and stressful. But it's yeah, it's a it's a work of art. The Last of Us, and I will stand by that opinion. Nice. I think that's fair. You do that. How do you I, feel about it? I would agree. I would completely agree. Uh, hence why it is also my number one. Um, it's just, like like you said, it's just the storytelling and the world that they've built. So one of the things I really liked about the world, which I don't think we've really spoken about before, is a little bit of the time jump that happens. So obviously you have the prologue, and I won't exactly ruin what happens, but it's an older game. But there is a massive time gap. Like, you mostly play, like, in a very established post-apocalyptic world which i always think is interesting because normally Mm. i think and most of these games that i've had on my list for sure anyway have been always around the center of it just happening like everything is just happening and there's chaos everywhere and there's no like organization or life built around it. it's just like the craziness of you know zombies suddenly appearing whereas this is kind of like that's all happened and they've kind of got some semblance of weird normal like normality around again um, which I think helps push this game's story onto back onto the people a little bit and not just onto like crazy, yes. oh God, everyone's going to get bitten. You know what I mean? Like, because when you find the zombies in this game, they're genuinely quite terrifying because you don't see them all the time. Mm, yeah. It's kind of that thing of like the zombies, I think we might have said this before, like the zombies aren't the main part of the story. Yeah. Not sure. really. No. Um, they almost take a back seat. Like they're there and you don't necessarily forget that they're there. But, you know, the, the storyline in itself, which is exactly the same for Last of Us 2. Um, I would yeah. say maybe potentially more so in the sense of you kind of forget about the zombies and you're like, yeah, there's other shit going on. But it's fantastic because, as you said, it's like the the world is so established in that regard. Yeah. You know, it's not using zombies as a trope. It's not being like, hey, look at these zombies in Dead Island that have bikinis on and their boobs going everywhere. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's this whole fucking fantastical world that just exists yes yeah i think that's like the perfect way to do it for sure like it just makes uh, like giving writing and stuff a much better thing and also like you said like even more probably so because of the second one because again it's pushed even further into the future so Mm. it's kind of like that you know they're really getting on with life at that point stuff is really progressing um and moving past just the fact that this zombie stuff is happening so yeah like we said we love this game we've spoken about it quite a few times so um, yeah, I think we've said most of it. Do you have any facts? New facts? Did you find? I do. Facts? I do actually. Yeah. Um, I have one fact which actually 
um, sort of ties into Telltale, The Walking Dead, which is apparently there's a house in The Last of Us that has a swimming pool and a tree house in the backyard, which while the house itself seems to suggest a child might have stayed there at some point, it apparently looks eerily similar to the back garden that was similar to Clementine's house at the beginning of The Telltale's Walking Dead. Some say it's like uncanny and that it has to be and there's no way that it can't have been like a homage to that. But then some say it's just a coincidence. So be that what you will. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah, if they did. I mean, could do. Could have worked um, The only I've well, I've got a few. Do you want to go for some? Oh, sure. Um, I couldn't remember if we'd had any of these before, but one of mine is that Joel was named after the director Joel Cohen, as in the oh, Cohen cool. brothers, Cohen, who directed No Country for Old Men and True Grit, which True Grit was one of the inspirations for the movie. Um, the movie. The movie was the inspiration. For the game, it was one of the ones they cited as weirdly. Nice. Um, Because it's about an older man taking care of a younger girl across like a desolate landscape. It's a good movie. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I have uh, not a similar one, but like one that kind of ties into something in real world, which is apparently in the photograph of Joel and his daughter, um, she's wearing an Argentina coloured football shirt, which is a nod to Gustavo Santiolala. I don't know how to say his name. Hang on. Gustavo San... I've never actually... I've seen his name a lot, but I've never said it. Yeah. Santa Olaya. I don't know. He wrote the score. He's an amazing person and it created amazing music for this game. Anyone that's played this game knows that this music is incredible. Um, But yeah, apparently it's like a nod to him um, because he wrote the score and was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina. So it's like a a little little thing. Okay. Cool, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, My only other fact that I'll slot in here between your other one is that if attempted in real life, Joel and Ellie would have travelled over 3,400 miles or uh, 5,400 kilometres from the start of the game in Boston to the end of the game in Jackson. Bloody hell. Yeah, that's a long trip. It's a lot of steps. I mean, you were definitely getting your 10,000 in that one. (laughs) So that was in like a day or yeah. more. Oh, way more, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's I my have, only fact. I have two. Ooh. Um, my two other ones are um, the infected were originally all going to be women, apparently. But Naughty Dog decided that, that was a bad idea when the female staff members criticised the idea as being sexist. Why? Why would you only have women? What are you on about? Know. Like, oh yeah, let's make let's let's make a zombie game and make them all women. Like, why? Like, that's not realistic. Like, you're saying that it's only going women too far. Yeah, I just thought it was stupid. Yeah, that's like that overcorrection thing, right? Where it's just gonna be like, we're just gonna give it to women because we've been told we kind of have to, rather than we've written a bunch of just good which, women characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is like an in- like an incorrect thing to do. Yeah, because you're basically acting like we would be like. I don't know, like crazy. We're we're the crazy infected ones. It's like, oh no, oh no, no. It's their Um, time of the month again. (laughs) Oh god. The only other fact um, is is just kind of like leads everyone to a video, which I don't know if you've seen it, but if you type in like Last of Us blooper or alternative ending, you'll find a video that is very funny. Where basically it's the mocap footage, but I think technically it it could have been made into game footage of Troy Baker, who's playing Joel, 
in the last scene, or at least the hospital scene at the end of the game, no spoilers, I'm just going to say general information. Um, apparently he kept dropping his prop gun and having to have the scene be reshot a lot before director Neil Druckmann instructed him to continue with the scene no matter what, and also told Merle Dandridge, who was playing Marlene, um, to randomly start singing dialogue. <laughs> um, what? So he, while Troy Baker was obviously told not to stop, he just went along with it and started singing as well. And the whole <laughs> scene just happened with them singing their dialogue, like a fucking weird, like, theatre scene. Amazing. Um, and Troy ended up, like, picking up Ellie in a certain way, obviously played by um, Ashley, I can't remember her name. Um, and it was amazing, and it's hilarious, and I recommend I'm watching it. i see that, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it, but that sounds amazing. It always... It always makes me laugh. Oh yeah, they okay. They did. They did have it technically happen in the game. Um, but yeah, it's a Troy Baker fucking. He keeps <laughs> his cool so much in such a random, random moment. But yeah. Anyway, that's it. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah. is that the the completion of our list about zombies? It is, and um, I've glitched out a lot today. Yeah. So I'm ready for bed now. After that's that, I'm fair. ready to go dream of zombies. Oh God, that's not the worst thing you could do right now. It is, but my brain hates me. Yeah, well, it's clearly broken, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's get you to bed. I'll um, just wake up in the night just shouting, nine, 1999. Nine, nine. Nine. Sean Penn. <laughs> Sean Bean. Wow, oh, anyway, that was, that was good. I hear you running down the street just yelling Sean. I'll just, I'll know it's Sean. you. Sean. Sean. 1998. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening and getting Thank to the you. end of this Jesus. manic episode. Yeah. Um, Nikki, where can they find out more if they really enjoyed this ridiculousness? GameTill5.com or our Twitter. Don't go on our Instagram. We don't use it very much. I mean, you can, but we just don't use it. But you can follow us on Twitter. We use that a bit more. Um, yeah. But if not, yeah, just go to the website. You can find us on many streaming sites like Spotify. Yeah. If you want to listen to some more of this absolute madness. <laughs> and that's it. Yep, that's this all is the, the end. socials. This is the awkward end of the podcast, which we never, even after 50 Eight episodes. Don't know how to do it. Are you going to say fifty-eight years? Then I was like, <laughs> what year is it? Okay, right. We I need to, to end this. We right. need to end this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. We love you very much, and we will see you very soon. Goodbye. Bye.